0: The podcast you are about to hear contains tales of murder, mayhem, news, and nonsense. Welcome back. It's episode 18 of Tidings and Transgressions. Uh, It's been a while, so if you forgot, this voice belongs to your favorite podcast sidekick, James. Oh. Uh, Joined as always by the brains behind the operation, my lovely wife, Kate. Hi, Kate.
1: Hi, you made yourself the sidekick this week?
0: I feel like, you know, you um you might be what puts the fans in the stands.
1: I am Batman.
0: Not really relevant, but okay. She's also here looking for vengeance and
1: justice. (laughs) Well, Batman this we talked about this last time. I didn't want to be Robin.
0: That's fair. Okay. I don't mind being Robin. Actually, I'm definitely no fucking Robin. Um, anyways, episode 18, Double Batman's hosting. Is that even a thing?
1: Not a thing. I like Double Batman's. So let's just call it Double Batman's. <laughs> I
0: mean, we could be like Superman and Wonder Woman. No,
1: I I want to be Double Batman now. <laughs> double Batman's so or like Bubba Batman? Bubba
0: Batman! <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it's May 21st, so it's been a while since we recorded.
1: Um, wow. Things
0: have been kind of hectic over here on our end. That's right. But we're kind of settling back down, I feel like.
1: Trying to get back into things. Get
0: back into the groove. Just call me Stella. I'm going to get my groove back.
1: I'm just trying to find the groove. <laughs>
0: well, anyway, last time it was up to you guys, it was our part of part one of the
1: 2 I It was never my intention to leave people hanging for that long. On the Tupada, but you know, shit happens. I don't know what it, to it, tell it, it, you. <laughs>
0: again, um, but last time we were talking about the, the Murdoch. Murdoch. Murdoch family murders.
1: Mhm. Mhm. Southern aristocrats. Mhm. Mhm. Drunks. Mhm.
0: Um, degenerates. Liars
1: murderers Murder. so let me just I'll do a quick rundown of Save of what please. we covered last time Save me. Save me. so the Murdoch families Maggie the mom Alec the dad Paul one of the sons Buster the other son Buster is the oldest of the two um the Alec the dad is a lawyer and he has been in the county solicitor position a f- position that's been basically in the family year over year after year after year. Um, he actually went ahead and started his own law firm. Uh, I'm sorry, he didn't start his own law firm. He moved to the law firm that was started by the family, um, the great-great-grandfather, I think it was, uh, PNPED, uh which um, that's the initials for all of the main lawyers within the firm. Um, He uh, left the position as county solicitor, basically handpicked his replacement, um, and works uh, as a a lawyer full time now, just kind of racking in money from different types of uh, lawsuits. So uh, the family had a a nanny, housekeeper, just kind of an integral part of the family. She helped raise the boys. Her name was Gloria Satterfield. She fell um, at one of their properties, Moselle, um, hit her head, uh, did end up passing away. Um, And at the funeral, it was recommended that uh, the family sue Alec. And the person who recommended it was alec so we'll come back to that shortly um stephen smith a classmate of busters uh, was found deceased in the middle of the road originally thought to be a vehicular homicide Uh, autopsy really didn't show that it was a vehicular homicide but the coroner decided to rule it that way anyway and refused to really answer any questions about her findings Um, and then finally, the last thing that we covered, uh, last episode was the boat crash. This is where Paul, um, and his friends, Mallory Beach, Morgan, Connor, Anthony, and Miley had all gone to an oyster bake, uh, proceeded to drink, uh, Paul and his girlfriend, Morgan got into a fight. He physically assaulted her, um refused to let anybody else drive, ended up crashing the boat, and uh, Mallory Beach was subsequently killed uh, when he crashed the boat. Um, So, short version, this guy's a
0: real
1: winner. (laughs) Correct, correct. Okay, so, all sorts of chaos ensues after the boat crash. We did cover that last time. Um, They try to pin it on, you know, one of the other people who was in the boat, Connor, um, you know, there's, you know, questioning reports on on who was actually driving. Uh, you know, all of the people in the boat said that Paul was driving. Um, Paul's family, mainly um, Alec, <laughs> tried to pin it that no, no, it was Connor that was driving, and tried to pretend to Connor like he was going to do a good thing and find him a good lawyer when it was like, bro, it was your son. Um, so there were a I lot. Just <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No. No big deal. No big deal. Um, you know, just let your I son to continue deal. to get away with things and underage drinking. Totally not a big deal at all. Like, why are you trying to blow it up like that? Um, so uh, there's a bunch of lawsuits that come out of that. Um, some of the people on the boats, um, families uh, of Mallory Beach uh, sue not only Alec, they sue um, the bar that uh, two of the boys were taking shots at they sued the uh, convenience store um, where they purchased beer prior to going out on the boat in the first place um, and so there's a lot of I mean, the beach family has wrongful deaths um, things and then some of the other folks have you know suits for um, injuries and and all, all sorts of shenanigans so there's a lot pending um, going on in that case so That boat crash happened um, in February of 2019. So all of this legal action is pending and it has brought a lot of heat and attention onto the family. So we're gonna fast forward all the way to June of 2021, when a 911 call comes in from Alec Murdoch that he has just found His wife, Maggie, and son, Paul, dead at their Moselle home where they had been shot.
0: What's the time gap? Sorry.
1: Two years. February 2019 to June 2021. Okay. Okay. So he calls 911 is like, Oh my God! You know my wife, my son—they've been shot. They're dead. Blah, blah blah blah. Like, and he's you know can hear he's kind of like frantic and you know moving around the property. Sometimes he, you know he says that he's out by the dog kennels, um, and then you know like sometimes you hear the dogs in the background and then sometimes you don't. Um, and he says like that he had just gotten to the property and. You know, there he had, you know, hadn't been there, and you know, he had been visiting his, uh, you know, his elderly parents and, and whatnot. So his Alex mother was in um, a care facility. Uh, she had, I believe it was Alzheimer's. Um, and then her, uh, the her, his Alex father um, was all, Randolph. Buster is the son. Okay. Or the, the other son, not the murdered son. Okay. So um, he had been visiting Randolph. Alec had been visiting Randolph um, at the hospital because he was also um, terminally ill. So they start investigating this crime, right? These murders. So it's not just SLED at the scene, but the county solicitor's investigative unit, which, mind you, the county. The
0: guys that work for him, but not really?
1: Correct. So at this point, Alec is no longer the county solicitor, but he has previously been the solicitor, and it that position has been in his family for years. So to say that there is a conflict of interest at a bare minimum, yeah. Uh-huh. So think, right? for sure. Not to mention that he still, and I say he, Alex still held um, a badge that basically aligned him with the county solicitor's office, saying that at any given point, he could step in and prosecute a case if he wanted to. He was a volunteer solicitor. That seems kind of crazy. Yes. So... They're, they, we've got multiple agencies kind of trying to figure it out. Um, they're trying to track down the cell phones of Maggie and Paul. Um, they're able to find Paul's cell phone. They use a family member of Alex to track down Maggie's cell phone. And it's actually Alex's brother that finds it. Handles the cell phone and then turns it over to law enforcement. Oh, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So there's like a lot of things that are just kind of like. Have you ever
0: seen an episode of anything? Ever. Words, <laughs> any ever. Yeah. That should just it just smells bad. Yeah. Like you can't
1: do that. Super, super shady. Yeah. So you know, they're the family. It. You, obviously Alec and Busser are you know upset they try to put up a reward the reward to help find the the person who did this um it they give like an oddly specific range it's like you know any in order to claim the reward you have to have the um tip turned in by like September 30th or something. It's like it was so bizarre. Like, and then, you know, they don't fight, you know, they don't have any tips that come in and, you know, they take the, the reward money away. But anyway, so this is now uh, they're actively investigating what happened with Paul and Maggie's murders. So now we're going to fast forward a little bit more. To September of the same year. So this happens June 7th, 2021. We're now on September 4th, 2021. So just a couple months later, it's the Labor Day weekend, and another call comes in to
0: 911.
1: Seems like we've got a pattern here. Alec calls 911 saying that he was on the side of the road trying to change a tire. When a man who he thought was stopping to help him stopped and shot him in the head.
0: He's calling after being shot in the head?
1: Correct.
0: Okay. That's kind of
1: tough. So they, you know, Alec is, there's also other people calling into 911 saying like, hey, there's this guy bloody on the side of the road. Like, I don't want to stop. I'm not comfortable. Let's you know, get some law enforcement over here so that they can deal with this. And if this guy actually needs help, get him help, right? So Alec is transported via helicopter to a hospital facility that's not in the immediate location of where the incident occurred. And it is then widely reported that Alec Murdoch has been shot in the head and even family members are uncertain if he is alive or what is happening because you know you hear somebody got shot in the head. Like what? They don't make it, I feel yeah, like. yeah. Be my
0: instant, like, you don't get shot in the face and be like, "Ooh, better call the police."
1: Yeah. So obviously, the later it do, does come out, you know, you can hear the nine one one call where he calls and you know somebody shot me, blah blah blah. It basically grazed the side of his head. Okay. Um, is what you find out. However, his you know his lawyers come out that day like, oh, he was shot in the head, and he's you know he is expected to live, but it's clearly related to the us uh, you know murders of the members of the family and and whatnot. So we move forward from here. So Alec comes out of the hospital, and all of a sudden, his again personal lawyers come out and say. They would like to issue an apology on behalf of Alec. And the thought is kind of. What
0: are they apologizing for?
1: What are you apologizing for? Weren't you the one who got shot? What is happening here? Yeah,
0: you he don't say sorry if you get shot,
1: man. Yeah, so they come out and say that uh, Alec has a serious o- opioid addiction um, and that he's tracking himself into uh, rehab.
0: Wait, what?
1: Yeah. so. That's such a
0: hard, strange pivot to... I got shot in the face. Also, I'm sorry. I'm addicted to
1: opioids. Yeah. So, everything kind of falls apart here. <laughs> I don't even know how else to say it. I mean, it was already falling apart. I mean, shit has gone downhill. Yeah,
0: kind of already in shambles, it
1: sounds like. Yeah, but... We're going to take the, I'm not even, I'm not even sure if I are going to call it the time travel. I'm just going to reveal what has been happening in relation all along the way. Okay. Okay. So we come to find out that when Alec got shot in the face, it was actually Curtis Smith, who was a former client of his who he was trying to pay to kill him so that his son could claim a life insurance policy.
0: Wait, he paid some guy to shoot him and the guy missed?
1: Curtis Smith says, no, 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 that's not what happened. You called me for help. I came out to help you. You pulled a gun on me. I wrestled it away from you and the gun went off.
0: Well, that, that's a dramatic change.
1: You're right so then
0: this is where like the drug defense comes in he was high as fuck, man yeah like no
1: yeah some point along the way um and i don't have my dates uh, written down with this but the PMPED law firm is basically like yeah uh-huh, we're cutting ties like i don't care that your great grandfather set this up uh, you out, bro. Yeah, you're a liability, yeah. sir. Yes. So they actually end up completely dissolving PMPED, um, but the lawyers actually form who are still associated with it when it dissolved, form their own individual LLCs, and then come back together as the Parker Group, which is Parker is one of the was one of the, the highest ranking attorneys. The- Correct. So now you may be asking yourself. Why, oh why, would they need to form their own LLCs? Why not just, you know, form another law group? Well, they were trying to protect themselves individually from each other's general fuckery. Because the reason that we find out, the day that Paul and Maggie were murdered... One of the, what do you call it, partners, thank you, from PMPED, confronted Alec about missing money in the law firm.
0: And then mysteriously, wife and son are shot and so murder for a higher insurance fraud comes up? So... I wonder if he was involved.
1: So they find out, they get like a log. So, like, when there's like a settlement that happens, there's like a disbursement sheet that comes along with it. And so the disbursement sheet had come to the law firm and it wasn't lining up with the funds that they had registered receiving. And it turns out some of the funds had gone directly to Alec instead of going into the law firm and then split amongst the partners as it was supposed to be done. So, one of the partners confronts him about this. He all of a sudden gets a call in the middle of it saying that, you know, his dad is taking a turn for the worse and he needs to leave. And so, they cut the conversation off and he leaves. He calls Maggie. Maggie is at the beach house, the Edisto. So, remember we were talking last night how all the houses have names. Edisto is the beach house. And so, she's at the beach house and she's like, you know, he's like, I need you to come to Moselle. And she was kind of resisting going to Moselle. And he was like, I really need you to come. She calls her sister. And the sister's like, You know, his dad's really not doing well. Like, it's probably best that you go. And so she goes. And that night, she's murdered.
0: Oh. These guys, are like, like, not even a good criminal.
1: So then. He's not trying. Yeah. So remember when That's I was. The Probably the opioids. So, we're going to take it back another step and we're going to talk about the Gloria Satterfield case. So, remember, this is the nanny/slash housekeeper that was very involved with the family that fell down the stairs, and then um, Alec recommends to the family that they need to sue him, whatnot. So, after the Boat crash case. Like I said, there was a lot of attention on the family and people had started reporting about um, some of the stuff that was going on and different tragedies that had occurred in the family. And one article came out from a, a journalist, Mandy Matney. So I need to pause here and say, Mandy Matney is a badass. I want her to be my friend. She formed the Murdoch murders podcast okay. and she stopped being a, she's still, I mean, obviously a journalist, but she's an investigative reporter. We'll we'll say instead. So she does this, she does her podcast full time. She started it out just talking about the stuff that she was finding. And like, this is something's not right here. Something's not right here. And she kept digging and kept digging. Um, and it's her and her now husband, her husband produces it and stuff. And it, if you get a chance, and you he really, seems like a good guy. he seems he <laughs> seems like a great just guy. <laughs> Husbands that do podcasts, wow, you know. Just what what a, such a good guy. So if you, we're like skimming the surface, even with two parts. Like I am skimming the surface on everything related to this. If you want to go deep into this, I cannot recommend enough the Murdoch Murders podcast oh my god they did such a phenomenal job and so much of the things that came out in the story like she helped bring so much to light of what fuckery this family was getting into um she got a lot of heat for it when she first started putting it out there and I mean even still because the family was so well respected in the area that like media just kind of took what and their lawyer said without questioning things. And she just never, never just let, like, the shady, oh, yeah, he got shot in the head, like, like but he's much, talking much and everything's fine. And everything yeah, really exactly, exactly. So shout out to Manny Matney and Murdoch Murders Podcast. Go listen to it. So, so good. Anyway, so she puts out an article when she was still um, writing. And... Um, she talked about the settlement in the Gloria Satterfield case that just didn't quite sit right with her. There were a couple different payments that she mentioned. One from one policy that was like $500,000 and then another one from an umbrella policy that was like closer to $4 million. Now, the family of Gloria Satterfield reads this article and is like, the fuck are you talking about?
0: We didn't get that
1: $4 million. We didn't get no dollars what are you talking about
0: no dollars
1: so they start digging and mandy matney starts singing and everybody starts kind of clawing into this thing come to find out now this is (laughs) i'm gonna try and break this down like as roughly and simply as i can because there are so many nuances and different pieces that are legal and financial that I could spend like hours just talking about but here's the 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 gist of the gist of it so at the funeral Alex says to Gloria Satterfield's family I've got this guy his name is Corey Fleming he's an amazing lawyer and he's gonna help you sue me I'm gonna admit fault and they're gonna pay things out so family's like yeah this sounds great so Corey Fleming Sue's Alec, they're best friends. Again, nobody thinks any, nobody thinks this is weird. What? 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 Yeah. So they pay out, or so basically, Alec's like, yep, hundred percent. My dog tripped her. That's why she died. Like owns it. It's like, yeah, you should probably just pay her, um, because if you don't, um, we're probably gonna end up in court where I am the county solicitor, and you know. This jury is probably going to award way more money than if you just pay it. So the insurance companies are like, "Yeah, let's just pay this and be done with it." Well, in between this, Corey Fleming has recommended to the family that uh, you have to have a like a personal representative, right, for the thing. And they're like, at first, um, they have the personal representative that's. Uh, one of the brothers and then they're like you know there's gonna be like a lot of financial stuff involved it's probably best if we get someone from the bank to be involved and so they pull in um, Russell Lafitte and Chad Westendorf Russell Lafitte is the CEO of Palmetto State Bank and Chad Westendorf is the VP so Chad Westendorf becomes the personal representative of this thing when somebody becomes the personal representative it means that they no longer need to communicate at all with the family like a power of
0: attorney.
1: that's right so all the only thing Corey fleming basically only needs to report to chad westendorf to say hey uh, we're gonna go ahead and settle to you know two things 500 000, four million and the chad westendorf has the responsibility as a personal representative to handle the money on behalf of the family And you would think that part of that would be, you know, informing the family that there was money.
0: You you would assume, right?
1: You would assume. So then Alex steps in and says, hey, let's go ahead and get them set up with a trust. You know, so that way it can be, the money can be managed for them and they can get paid out, um, you know, it's basically the money's handled and the the information can be sent or that it can be paid out in installments and stuff and managed for them. And everybody's like, oh, this is, you know, this is a great idea. And when I say everybody, I mean Corey Fleming and Chad Westendorf. So I thought still does
0: not know anything
1: about this. Correct. So Chad Westendorf is like, sure, let me go ahead and set up this, you know, we're going to send the payment to this trust. The name of the trust. Alec has set up a bank account w- with the name of the trust without, like, the ink at the end, right? Like, if it was, like, Kate Inc., he just set it up as Kate and has them write the check out to Kate.
0: That seems super shady. Right? Yeah.
1: Right. So... Chad Westendorf's like, yep, we're gonna, This the bunny came to the personal representative, he writes the check, it gets sent out, and poof. We're good. We're good here.
0: We're settled.
1: Everything's good to go. Okay, so now we're gonna come a little bit back to present day, right? So on the day that Paul and Maggie are murdered, Alec's business partners start confronting him about this missing money. So he's got to be feeling some sort of pressure from this, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Alec insists he has a rock-solid alibi for the time that Paul and Maggie have been murdered. Now.
0: Say that one more time, I'm sorry.
1: Alex says he has a rock-solid alibi at time of the murders. time of the murders. Law enforcement and the, you know, his lawyers are like, yeah, he's totally got an alibi. And everybody's like, okay, he's got an alibi. It can't be him. Until the alibi falls apart. Because they review footage of a video that was taken at the kennels about 10 minutes before... The murders were, you know, happened, and there's Alec chit-chatting with Paul and Maggie at the kennels.
0: So much for his alibi.
1: So much for his alibi. Turns out, nobody can really, he said that he went to see his mom, he watched a show with her, he went to see the dad, you know, they saw, you know, whatever, no. And nobody
0: can verify anything.
1: No. So, turns out, yeah, he's on the video that's on Paul's phone, and that just blows a hole right in the middle of his alibi. So, I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Again, there is so much that we could really dive into with all of these details. I'm just going to, I'm going to give you the juicy bits, right? Okay. Alec goes to trial for the murders once he's finally arrested. They, like... Then rushed to trial, which like was really kind of a bizarre move on the defense parts. I'm not really sure what they were aiming at with that, but anyway, they rushed to it. Um, totally convicted, totally convicted. Um, came back, rapid fire. I mean, they were the jury was out for like barely a couple hours. Came back. He was sentenced to um, consecutive life sentences um, and without yeah. the chance of parole. Now. In the meantime, while everything while everything was happening, um, charge after charge after charge after charge keeps being filed against Alec. All in all, said it's over a hundred charges of fraud that are brought against Alec. Okay. Um, the other folks that were involved. Uh, Corey Fleming, Russell Lafitte, and Chad Westendorf, they also, Russell Lafitte was charged with six counts and found guilty on all six counts. Those were conspiracy to commit wire fraud and bank fraud, bank fraud, wire fraud, and misapplication of funds times three, and he was found guilty on all of them. Corey Fleming, his trial is pending. Um, He has 18 criminal conspiracy counts and faces up to 200 years in prison. Sorry, back to Russell Lafitte. He has been found guilty of those six counts, but he does not have... um, He he hasn't been sentenced yet. Um, And the the same uh, with Chad Westendorf. So I wanted to kind of like rush through that. And I know that was kind of like anticlimactic, right? Like, Alec, yeah... Totally killed his wife and son. Absolutely horrific crime. Um, I still don't understand
0: why he killed the wife and son.
1: So what... cover up the money? Yeah, so they think that it was that Paul actually found... And was questioning because one of the things that they talk about, and it's actually in, I think it was the Netflix documentary, they talk about how Paul was like a little detective, and he was always hunting. And so the opioid thing is true, like, he really was addicted to opioids. Um, And Paul several times had sat with his dad as he was detoxing. And then subsequently, like, tried to keep the drugs away from him. So he was always, like, hunting and poking through things to make sure that his dad didn't have drugs yeah, hidden all over the place. Right? And and, exactly. And so um, they think that Paul actually found out something about the
0: money, the
1: money situation. Um, and. Probably
0: told his mom. Take care of this business, yeah.
1: So, we and we also think that there may have been even a hey, maybe I can hold everybody questioning me off while I figure this out. If there's a little bit of uh guilt and sympathy from my co workers, business partners, since my wife and son have just been murdered, um, I think. I think this guy's just completely fucked in the head, personally. But, you know, that's yeah. that's just me. But, yeah, so there's all sorts of wild wild, deep dives that you can go into on the murders themselves. Um, You know, there's some things that said, hey, they really had that Moselle property um, because it had its own airstrip and he could, he was actually heavily involved in running drugs and that he was partnered with all these drug dealers. And, um, you know, that's why he was in, he was constantly stealing money. He was just kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul um, to keep up with the, capital costs of having a drug smuggling operation um there were some other like w- mysterious real estate purchases that like they're on these uh, you know outlying um islands in south carolina that really just hold no purpose other than they have easy water access like they they're not good like farmland you couldn't really build anything there really the only thing that they do is like you could bring a boat in and out and they have access to main water sources. So it's like, you know, there's a lot of things that you could really go down a rabbit hole. But I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about some of Alex' fraud victims because...
0: Well, can I just take a moment just because like it is so crazy like the level of comfort that these
1: people had was breaking the law oh oh just wait
0: like they literally thought no one was gonna ever do anything to them
1: that's right that's exactly right they they thought they were just completely above the law law. yeah they could just operate and do whatever the hell they wanted to it's wild. wild yeah so there are um there's two stories that I want to really kind of talk about that were specific um, f- fraud cases. So the first one is Hakeem Pinkney. So Hakeem was born um, deaf, and then later in life he was in a car accident and became a quadriplegic. So this kid, a victim? yeah, a deaf quadriplegic? yeah, yeah. Oh, so my gosh. yeah. It is it is absolutely horrific. So this kid had, like, beat all the odds, like, didn't let being deaf slow him down in the least, was always happy, always smiling, doing what he wanted, played sports, did the whole thing, like, lived the best damn life. He did what he wanted, right? And then, unfortunately, he was in a car accident with his family and became a quadriplegic. But still, like, was trying to do the most with you know, what he had. And so the family, uh, because there were other members of the family that were in the vehicle um, when the car accident happened, um, they uh, went uh, to Alec, and Alec was their lawyer to to sue for, you know, damages, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And the injuries that they sustained. Um, He won a, a case for them, and the same scheme, right? Where he assigns a personal representative, the personal representative then says, yeah, let's go ahead and put it in this trust. Let's do this. Let's do this. And the money never goes to the family.
0: Like, at some point, the family's must have been like, where's our money?
1: So, I, mean,
0: I I know, I don't, I'm not a lawyer, so like, I feel like lawyer's probably talk legalese around me sometimes. Yeah. But like, shit,
1: man. Yeah. And then I mean, the sad thing is like, this is not just like, Oh, I tripped and fell and hurt myself. I that's deserve this money. He did, like, that's... he needs that money for care. Like, he,
0: it's
1: just like the. Yeah, like, it's just the saddest thing. So, he ended up, he never got to see any of the money because unfortunately, he passed away October 11, 2020, or 2011, and never quite got a chance to, to see any of the money from the, the settlement. It, I mean, it was just absolutely horrific. And so the other one I wanted to talk about was the Plyler sisters. So the Plyler sisters were um, driving with their mother um, and their brother. Uh, the mother and, and father had been divorced. Uh, the, the father really wasn't um, super in the picture. He really didn't do a great we'll just say he didn't do a great job. Um and so unfortunately again car crash absolutely horrific there's an episode of the Murdoch Murders podcast that goes super into detail. Um it is heart-wrenching this story. They have um they did like an interview with her and you can hear her speaking about like you know the Things that she saw in the car crash and and just like her life experience after it's just it's just so heartbreaking. Um, the Plyler sisters, so the the mother and the brother died in the car crash. Um, the sisters were injured, but they were okay. Um, again, sued on behalf, and then they won the award. They knew they had the money, but it was put into a trust that Russell Lafitte was supposed to be handling now again remember Russell Lafitte is the CEO of the Palmetto State Bank yeah Yeah. and so they kind of you know hook hook hooker hook the sisters up with this guy they're like he's gonna manage the money blah, blah 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 and so they're like coming to him with everything right so The oldest of the sisters actually petitions to be emancipated so she can move out. They, you know, had been kind of moving between family members. She didn't feel safe. She wanted to get her own home. And so she had petitioned um, and he was like, okay, well, I have to talk to the judge and figure it out. And he comes back and he's like, you can spend, you know, it's been approved for you to spend X amount of money and, and buy a home. And so like he takes her to go you know, look at some different places. He basically picks out the house. She, you know, ends up being able to live in this home by herself. But she's like a teenager. Like it's just the saddest thing. She then petitions to ha- be able to have her sister move in with her. They won't allow for that to happen. Even to like buy things, you know, like school supplies for the year. He, they have to go and ask this man if they can have money in order to be able to it's do it. And so, so he's supposed to be, yeah, he's supposed to be, you know, like monitoring this money. And like, I can get it, but like, he should have been, there was like a court approved amount that they were supposed to be allowed to spend like per month. And he like wasn't even giving them that amount. Like, it's just ridiculous. Um, there was, he wanted to buy, They wanted to buy this, the younger sister a car or something like that so that she could drive herself because there was only the one car and the sister was like having to go and pick her up and transfer and blah, 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 whatever. And like, they denied being able to buy the car. It's just, it's just so messed up. Well, one of the things that really, really rubbed me the wrong way was that they go and he's like, look, you know, we have to go buy You know furnishings for your new house right and so he's like he takes her and she she talks about how like that day meant so much to her and she had started to like kind of lean on him as a father type figure because you know she really didn't you know her mother had died her dad really wasn't in the picture he wasn't the greatest of guys um and so you know here he is you know she's just bought her first house and he's the one that's taking her around shopping to, you know, buy, you know, pillows and bed sheets yes. and all the things, you know, like, and furniture. And, you know, that's a special day, you know, to, to be spending with someone. And um, they end up going, you know, out to, to lunch or whatever. And, you know, he takes care of all the stuff because he's the one that has the control of the money. She comes to find out later that he charged his lunch to her account. It's a
0: business meeting. Yeah. Scum. Like
1: scum. you, you couldn't even buy like your ten dollar hot dog or whatever the fuck you had for lunch. Le- like really? Ten dollar hot dog sounds crazy. I don't. Yeah. You know what the fuck yeah. I'm saying? You're but like, like, here. like really? Um, but yeah, no. Like, like, come on. You couldn't pick up the tab for lunch. Like, here's this girl. She's lost her whole family. Like, just buy your own fucking lunch, dude buy your own lunch come on well time to find There's out some greedy ass greedy motherfuckers greedy. so this one this case was a little bit different than what had happened with you know these false trusts where it was actually really just going to Alec's bank account this one was that Russell and Alec were taking loans from the Plyler sisters settlement amount so like Basically, they would, he'd be like, oh, yeah.
0: He was writing loans against their settlement to himself.
1: That's right. Things. Him and Alec at much lower interest rates than any bank in the world. That's right. That's right. With yeah. be, And basically without court approval. Because you have to, like, that's one of the things that you really and would you can't need just to go. dip into their money. Yeah.
0: I'm good for it. You want to save that IOU? That's a good one. Yeah.
1: Like, and not to mention that at most, like, most. More often than not, Alex's account at Palmetto State Bank was overdraft, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And you're going to trust this guy with these girl, this girl's money? Like, really? That's really? Crazy. So they're living... Stay out of South Carolina. Like, yeah, like, I, I would say paycheck, paycheck to paycheck, but, like, approved expense to approved expense can't even, like...
0: And meanwhile, there's, like, an asshole of money sitting in there.
1: And but come to find out, not really, because they were spending it and then just paying it back. Because there's a conversation that goes back and forth that like, hey, they're they're coming of age where like I'm no longer gonna be a thing. Like we got to get this thing back whole. <laughs> and then they just and then that's the thing is that they were taking then money from other settlements to pay back this stuff. It was
0: like an insurance settlement Ponzi scheme.
1: Basically, basically. So all in all, in jail
0: forever.
1: yeah. I mean, they did this to, to like the most vulnerable. Like, these people are like, you know, deaf quadriplegic, like, s- orphaned sisters, injured law officers, in, like, police officers, like, just absolutely, like, just like, what is wrong with you? Over a hundred different cases of it. A hundred? Yeah. Alec ended up, and, and there's still like, there's a lot of them that are still pending and everything, but he was hit with over a hundred fraud charges. And like, they're
0: probably not going to get their money back. He was liquidating all his assets and everything from upside down and everything.
1: Yeah, so the, so the court system in South Carolina ended up putting in basically an oversight that's like, Alec can't spend any money without us knowing exactly where it's coming from and where it's going. And, like, he's trying to say that he's poor and, like, his lawyers are like, oh, well, we need to get paid and you're going to force him to end up with a public defender. Well, freaking good. Like, he does not need a state state senator. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because right now he's being uh, represented by a lawyer legislator. Dick Harpootlian.
0: Don't vote for Dick. (laughs) Whoever's running against Dick gets my
1: vote. (laughs) So... Anyway, um, that is the wild story of the Murdoch murders. Like, again, if you want to, there's so much, there are so many twists and turns and like all things. I, we could have spent like years and years. Again, there's a whole podcast that's just dedicated to this that's like 90 something episodes. Absolutely phenomenal. I've listened to every single one of them. Every one. Oh, yeah. It's so good. So good. Yeah, FYI, she's the researcher. Right? <laughs> you guys already picked up on that. But- Oh, so good. There was so many times that I was doing my makeup that I had to turn it off when you would come into the, the bathroom because I was like, you can't hear this. <laughs> but like, it's so good. I I mean, if again, like I listen to, to podcasts and do research like as I'm driving and stuff like I love to just consume, um, but it is so so phenomenal, but they have a really good ordering system. Like you can go in and just listen to their episode, and like by looking up the Hakeem Pinkney, like they'll have it classified so that way you can say see just that. Um, I didn't even get a chance really to talk about the Steven Smith case. I know I mentioned it a, a, uh, previously. The deal with that is that they think that Buster was actually involved. Um, they think that there may have been some sort of there's been suggestion that that steven and busser were in a romantic relationship together there's also been suggestion that busser was messing around with some of his friends and like hit him with something when they were like driving past um you know steven did have some blunt force trauma again the way that he was like laid out in the road it really doesn't indicate um that he was struck by a vehicle um Sandy Smith, who is Stephen Smith's mother, has been fighting years and years and years and years. Again, he died in um, 2015, and he she still hasn't gotten great resolution. They were able to finally exhume him recently to redo... Um, the autopsy, because again, when the pre, the previous autopsy was gone, it was bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of bullshit around that. Um, if anything, you know, comes of the, the Stephen Smith case, I'll make sure to give an update to everybody, but there's a lot still percolating, um, on that one. Again, they think that Buster is somehow involved with his death, uh, Again, the Murdoch family got somebody else to come forward to law enforcement to say basically like, oh, well, my friend told me that their stepson told them that they were with a friend who was drunk and hit somebody with their car. And then when they went back the next day, there were all these cops there. And then that's where they had found Steven. That's not what happened. Like, I mean, it was clearly around the idea that he had been hit by a vehicle and that's not what the autopsy said. The autopsy does not say that he got hit by a vehicle. So, again, there's a lot that's so still kind that's of percolating the only there. One not in jail? Yeah, or dead? yeah, yep. I mean, obviously, there's like extended family and stuff but like the, that, but yeah, that's right. Of yep, that's Maggie deceased, Alec in jail, Paul deceased, Buster is the only one not deceased or in jail.
0: What an awful family.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you know what the worst part of these crimes are? Is it happens right in everyone's face? Yeah. And it's so blatant. Yeah. And it's just like what you gonna do? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not even like like, I mean like a murderer, like a I don't want to say a typical murder, but like you know what I mean? Like some sort of crime of passion. Yeah. Or or someone's found dead. No, this was just just
1: like like greed and disgusting. Being
0: like, of course I can do it. Why can't I?
1: Exactly. And it, it's really it's really kind of horrific. Like if you listen to like the because you can hear some of the testimony for um, uh, Russell Lafitte's trial and there's like a point where they talk about, you know, being a personal representative and they ask them, they're like, do you know, are you aware of the responsibilities of being a personal representative? And he's like, no. And it's like, OK, but you agreed to be a personal representative. Yes. And it's like, okay, well, you know, were you aware that you need to have, you know, like fiduciary responsibility for, you know, so-and-so-and-so-and-so? And 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 it was like, no. Do you know what fiduciary responsibility is? No. Okay, so let's just pause right there. As a bank employee, you should probably know what the fuck fiduciary responsibility is.
0: So he
1: just signed the paper as Boston. I was like, sure, man. Yeah. Probably got a nice bonus. Yeah. Oh, man. It's so, right? Yeah. For his
0: crimes and for his stupid. Oh,
1: Rus- Russell Lafitte is waiting oh, to be yeah. sentenced, but Yeah. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. It's the whole thing is just so it's it's really it, it's horrific. The The Manny Mountney and the Murdoch Murders podcast, they talk about like that there's two systems of justice and it's like the one for people who can pay and the one for people who can't. Oh
0: yeah, a million percent. If you have money, like the law is funded, right?
1: Yeah. It's
0: like, well, not
1: really. Um, I only follow the rules that I don't think are stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So, just like, fuck you, money. Yeah.
0: It's like, well, I've got property that I've given dumb names to. Yeah. Clearly, (laughs)
1: I'm
0: not not liable.
1: Mozo so yeah so that's what I've got I I feel like I've been talking forever and ever so I'm sure we've gone long here um but I want to hear what tidings you have for me we're
0: creeping up on an hour
1: okay well that means we got plenty of time let's do it
0: so we got plenty of time for James (laughs) sorry look it was part two we waited a while for this yeah yeah gotta get your groove back oh yeah for sure um in news
1: yeah everything's fucked (laughs) Excellent, very excellent. Everything is
0: bad. Um, No, really, most pressing news right now is the U.S. debt ceiling.
1: Did you say depressing or pressing? Both. Both, I guess. Damn you, debt ceiling.
0: Yeah, if you guys don't know what the debt ceiling is, essentially, Congress has to send an approved budget to the president to sign Mm -hmm. to keep funding the government and the U.S. debts. Mm -hmm. So make sure everything gets paid. and I forget when it started, maybe it was like 2008, might have been before, but it never used to be a thing. Like, we just paid our fucking bills like a responsible fucking country. <laughs> um,
1: Can you imagine if I was just like, I'm not going to pay any bills? <laughs>
0: don't get me started on like GDP to income, it's GDP to income, is disgusting.
1: Ew, um, ew, I don't want to talk about it.
0: But it became like a political football, I don't know, 15 years ago, Yeah. years ago, whatever it was. And so now every time... They hold the debt, they hold the budget hostage. Yeah. Essentially trying to get concessions from whoever's in charge or vice versa. They won't approve Congress's budget because Congress is held by this group and the president's this group. And so we're on the verge, I think I said June 1st, they're basically going to run out of money Mm. to pay their debt, which then puts the country into default.
1: Excellent. And the best
0: headline of the week was the U.S. has never defaulted, except for the four times it has. <laughs> it's like, good job news. Wow. And, um, but so when that happens, Selective reporting. Yeah. It was all the national parks are getting closed, national mines are closed. Yeah. They were furloughed government workers. Well, that's
1: that. I mean, like, I used to work for the government. Yeah, and so you remember? Yeah.
0: It's like 2012, maybe? Yeah. 2011. Um, but yeah, so we're on the verge of that again. And like all last week, they're like, "Oh no, we're 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 getting close, we're getting close." And then over the weekend, now uh, McCarthy comes out and he's like, "We're not anywhere near fucking close, and we're done talking about this till the president gets back in the country," because President Biden is currently in Japan for the G seven summit. So he's supposed <sighs> to be back in the country tomorrow. But like, it just kind of blows my mind. Like, how is it like? You can't you can't be a responsible person,
1: yeah. business, country, yeah. whatever
0: if you can't pay your bills yeah and if like, if
1: you don't have money stop spending it, <laughs>
0: right? like, it like you gotta do one of two things you either make more money or you spend less yeah it, it's not a complicated yeah equation
1: rocket science like,
0: i've got a hundred dollars the bills are 120 yeah i need to cancel
1: yeah
0: my fucking netflix or- <laughs> Still Netflix is
1: start, right? to like, start but like one of the
0: two, right? and that. by
1: saying start door dashing, you mean working for DoorDash, yeah, no, not right. consuming it.
0: But what ends up happening is then we go, Well, like, well, this credit card's maxed out, let's see if we can get another one. Right? Oh my so god, the debt ceilings essentially like you've hit your credit limit, and they're like, Well, we still gotta pay these bills, and so they're, instead of lowering the bills, we're just gonna give you we're more just credit. Get line of credit. So... Ugh, um, ugh. That's really like the, the most interesting piece of news from for me, um, because like I just don't get it. Yeah. Like they have got America's like the most short-sighted country ever. Yeah. We don't look past the next election cycle, and it's like we just keep piling this shit on. Eventually, someone's going to pay for it, you know?
1: Yeah. I don't know how that's gonna. I don't know how that's going to work. It's stressful. I don't like it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't work. You can't, you can't keep doing that. For I whatever.
1: just, like, if it doesn't work as, like, for something that, like, that would work for an individual or a business, like, why do you think it's going to work for the country? You know what I mean? Like, if a business couldn't pay their bills or as an individual you can't pay your bills, like, you don't just get more money like or more credit, you know?
0: If you got to stop at some point and recognize that you're in debt.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like you just keep, fina- keep financing cars off like the upside down one. Trade it in, roll the difference into the new loan.
1: Well, like
0: don't do that. Just no. be, be responsible. Because no. at the end of the day, someone's going to have to pay a bill. Or we default until the whole world's like, well, we don't have any money, but we got guns and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's-
1: well, and I just love it too because it's like we're giving aid oh, yeah, and giving, we we're, we're, don't have we're it
0: all this money out across the world not just ukraine but like all over all over
1: yeah that's what i was just saying we're giving money like <laughs> we're, we're giving aid to everybody, yeah
0: and it's money that we borrowed
1: yeah
0: like i can't imagine borrowing money from a friend and then turn and then showing it to somebody else and be like hey man don't worry i got this meal it's on me i'm the good guy here
1: yeah it's
0: like you know i owe that money plus interest
1: it's like we're we're it's a giant version of keeping up with the joneses well, it's just a Ponty scheme. It's just like Murfuck. <laughs> what did you call him? Murock. Oh Okay. Murdoch. I think, yeah, I, a D, I don't know. It's just like those other assholes. It's like about. those fuckers you were just talking about. Those redneck, those crap <laughs> fuckbags. Um, <laughs> we're just doing the
0: same thing, which is just wild. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we'll, we'll just take a loan against this one to pay this one. Mm. I mean, that one's going down. I need a new one, so we'll take from the one that I already paid for. We'll take that one
1: down. I don't get it. It's too stressful for me. It's that's too hard. stressful. That's
0: Bernie Madoff. That's, really made off. that's like basically what we're doing. Ugh. Ugh. So, other than that, um, the other piece of news that I find interesting is Disney Plus and Hulu. Yeah? They're removing a bunch of programming.
1: No. They
0: are. They are. What am I losing? Well, that's not the, well the reason they're doing it is to save on their taxes, so they're cutting stuff because, like, the bill's getting due for some of these things
1: to be resubscribed and they're like, oh, we're going to cut costs so we're not
0: renewing stuff. Do I get to keep Investigation
1: Discovery? Um, I can check. I'm going to be really upset because that's where I consume a lot of my content. <laughs> I basically have Hulu in order to watch Investigation Discovery.
0: Um, I mean, nothing major that the list in here.
1: Anymore. Okay, good. Okay, good. Then cut all you want, Hulu. Yeah, they're
0: just cutting yeah
1: it's like, uh, uh,
0: that's how we're going to save money we'll just start shaving down the things that you guys don't want to watch this. you season. don't really care about but that but it's probably crap content I think it said Willow and like The World by Jeff Goldblum which like
1: I'm sorry what? <laughs>
0: if you can stream and that's what you chose to watch
1: wait is Willow the one stream on you right, I like it... the movie Willow
0: from when I was a kid yeah the little midget okay dwarf. I don't, I, don't,
1: I don't know what the word is, but I was going to say, is that the one that you put on that I was like, uh. Yeah, you're like, nope, it's not
0: happening. It just, more, more nostalgic it didn't movie
1: engage movie. me. Yeah, I was lost.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of my news in a nutshell is uh, everybody's trying to cut corners and cut down costs except for America. <laughs> We're just going to add some more credit. Excellent. Uh, Russia and Ukraine still fighting.
1: Oh my God. It's never going to end.
0: China's still being China. China. Yeah, that hasn't changed. Uh, yeah, we talked about last time. Oh. <laughs> I, it's been so long. I, I mean, this is going to be obviously in the gap when we're gone, but like, Donald Trump and his town hall lawsuit?
1: <laughs> oh my God. Oh, oh my God. Whoa. Bro. I didn't,
0: I didn't watch it. Bro. I understand, but also some of the stuff he says Bro. is just so wild.
1: You so nasty so woman. So I agree with him. am still like, whoa. <laughs> can
0: say it like that. Whoa. Did he just say that? Like, bro, read the room. You can't
1: say- I love, like, when he says things and you're just kind of looking around, you're alone in the room and you're looking around like, did anybody else hear that? Did anybody else hear him say that? Oh, man. He yeah. stresses me out.
0: So we'll see. They'll be gearing up for presidential elections soon. I think there's three declared Republicans so far.
1: Who is it? Nikki Haley, Ron, did DeSantis declare yet? I
0: don't, not officially, I don't think, um, but Trump, and then there's another guy and I cannot remember his name. Um. There's
1: um,
0: nobody high profile.
1: Yeah, and he did, he's never held political office before, right? Correct. Hold on, let me, let me Google real quick.
0: So, that should be picking up steam soon.
1: I do. I can't wait for them to do the debates. I really enjoy watching the debates. Um, GOP presidential candidates. Uh,
0: Vivek Ramaswamy.
1: Ah, uh, that's right. I'm
0: not sure if I pronounced that right, but I didn't. I apologize. Um, I guess there's more now. I guess other people have come up and... Oh, tip center, Tim Scott from South Carolina declared, Asa Hutchinson, governor of Arkansas, Larry Elder, who I don't know who that is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, so there's some people. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on the Democrat side.
1: Okay, okay.
0: So that should start picking up steam soon, which is always entertaining TV for me. It shouldn't be. It should be serious, but it's really not at this point.
1: Wait, what? The debates or them announcing? The Oh, I really enjoy watching the debates.
0: Yeah, it's basically all the same pile of shit. It's just the wind blowing from different directions.
1: Yeah, I just, I, I like to see what they're going to say about each other. Because it's very funny to me that they start, they're like nitpicky, nitpicky, nitpicky all over each other. And then all of a sudden it comes down to one of them and they're like, this guy's the best. And it's like, mm-hmm. but just the other day you were calling him like a rat face. You know, like... Yeah, it's like,
0: what about your comments when you said that he was...
1: Human garbage. <laughs> no. I <never> it. <laughs> no, I didn't. That's um, funny. But yeah, I think that's it. That's all I got. Okay. Okay. So
0: I think that's a wrap.
1: Alright, so let's talk about a couple things then. One.
0: Guess it's not a wrap.
1: Follow us on Instagram. Well I'm I'm no. doing the wrap part. Oh, uh, you
0: gonna rap?
1: No, not like that. What's a bunch t- Okay. No. No. <laughs> for you guys. Follow us on Instagram. You can find us at tidings and transgressions. Shoot us an email. I'm still looking for some bread recipes. I've got one so far. So send me more bread recipes because I'm still baking. Tidings n transgressions at gmail.com. And you can follow us on whatever
0: podcast streaming service you're on. That's Maybe right.
1: We're on We're not that bad. <laughs> we're on that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a whole bunch of other ones. We're on all of them. I think we're pretty much on all of them. So, and if we're not on what you follow, how are you listening to us right now? Boom. <laughs> Boom. Um, yeah, but man. yeah, like, follow, review, all the good things.
0: Yeah, send comments, and feedback.
1: Like, uh, Send to your friends and your enemies. <laughs> exactly.
0: Send it to people you hate. If you think it's awful, be like, tell people you hate, like your friend enemies, be like, oh, you should you would totally love this. Yeah. There's no such thing as a bad audience member for me. That's right. You never know? That?
1: Okay, I think that's what we what we've got for today.
0: Well, hopefully we'll be back to recording on our normal schedule. I think. um,
1: Yes. Heading into summer. Yes. I'm excited.
0: Same, baby, same. Yes.
1: All right. T and T out.
0: Bye.